Welcome to Nude, where we strip back the layers of cultural conditioning, taboos and shame around sex, intimacy and relationships. I am so excited to share with you some of the knowledge and wisdom I've gained as a self-development enthusiast, exotic dancer, mother, dominatrix and polyamorous lover. If you're open-minded and ready to hear some real juicy and vulnerable conversations with some epic and fascinating people, then stay tuned and let's get into it. Hello and welcome to this episode of Nude. Today, (laughs) I'm here with Cody Sage. Welcome, Cody Sage. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. I'm so excited. We've only done, we've done a podcast together. Well, we've only done one podcast episode together, actually, officially, right? So this is our second. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. It's very exciting. So Cody Sage has been my bestie for about four years now, I think. Yeah. And she was on a previous episode, which was all about integrity mm-hmm. wasn't it yeah I think it was maybe my second episode or something like that and uh yeah it was a, it was so much fun recording that and I've been trying to get you back on now <laughs> for months um and finally she's here with me and I'm so excited so uh yeah Cody is uh, she's been an exotic dancer she still is with me yeah uh tantric masseuse yeah Sex witch, sex priestess, <laughs> goddess, epic babe, boss business babe. <laughs> what else? What am I missing? That's awesome, a pr- Betty. <laughs> pretty awesome description. <laughs> <I might guess>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that description. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. like it. <laughs> entrepreneur, you know, like we're both vibing the, this entrepreneur wave right now. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting excited Mm. about some projects. Yeah. There's Uh, been so much in the mix lately, huh? Yeah. And I think, you know, one of uh, our, one of the main ways we spend our time together is in these really deep, intense intellectual conversations about all the stuff we froth on, which is, you know, anything to do with sacred sexuality and psychology and kind of like deep emotional work, healing work, Mm -hmm. um, all the therapy, we both (laughs) been to therapy, we both go to therapy, you know. Anything self-growth really. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Anything sex and relationships and self-development, which is basically this podcast, which is, you know. Yeah. 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 That's why I made the podcast (laughs) because it's the things I like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so today we want to talk to you about Cody was sharing a story with me yesterday about uh, something that she was bringing into her self-pleasure practice. And so we wanted to have a chat about self-pleasure. And then we were also going to have a talk about the your inner feminine and masculine energies. And mm. yeah, and Cody shared with me quite a cool story about how she was playing with that in within a self-pleasure practice. So I think first let's start with, let's just like have a chat about self-pleasure. Like, I mean, let's have a open sharing about our journey with self-pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Let's start from the beginning. (laughs) beginning. (laughs) When did you first touch yourself? Oh, we only have an hour, remember? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to have to do the too long didn't read version of the story. Yeah, yeah, we can summarize. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you think is relevant is good. So my journey with self-pleasure has been rocky. (laughs) Um, I really started diving into self-pleasure quite young all through my like childhood early teens there was a lot of um shame around my self-pleasure um so I found the need to hide it so there was this yeah there was this sense of me not really feeling quite secure in me receiving pleasure um and I guess that coincided with my feeling of not really feeling like deserving of that pleasure or Mm. feeling worthy of that pleasure um, so I felt the constant need to, um, hide in any kind of, um, sexual exploration that I wanted to do or was doing. Um, I wanted to kind of be like the perfect child and the perfect child wasn't 
sexual. It was non-sexual, basically, right? (laughs) You know, we had our legs closed and we had long, you know, like long pants or long skirts. Um, Your sexuality was meant to be like hidden. So that was a journey. And then all through my teen years, um, I had this interesting relationship with my with my moon with my menstruation where I assimilated my femininity with not being good enough because it seemed like every woman around me was experiencing a normal cycle a normal moon um, a healthy relationship with their moon Mm. except for me Mm. I was the only one it seemed in my world that was having a bad relationship with hers Therefore, I was the odd one out. Therefore, I was deemed unworthy and not able to fit in. Mm. And that kind of crept into my um, my self-love making life. Mm. And I was the kind of teenager that would have orgasms in her dreams, but for the life of me could not bring myself to one consciously through masturbation. So I would be able to have um you know a sexual dream bring myself to a climax through my sleep and yet no matter how hard I tried no matter how horny I was or how um you know engaged in sex I was I could never quite bring myself to that level Mm. and from early on I could feel this resistance this lack of trust within myself this lack of safety within myself Mm. um of me not being able to fully surrender into the vulnerabilities and the surrender into the receiving of pleasure, which is vulnerability, mm. um, especially as a woman, you know, to open up and to receive that flow of of just intense flowering mm. is quite profound and quite powerful and quite scary. Mm. Um, we make it seem so beautiful and magical, and it is, but it's also quite revealing. Because it teaches you a lot about yourself. You have to go to depths of yourself that can be really provoking. Um, If you're not in a good space, it can be really triggering. Um, And if you're in a good space, it can be really life-changing and transformative. Either way, it brings a lot of uncertainty. What do you think, like, what things are provoking? Like, images you might get, thoughts you might get, feelings you might feel while you're self-pleasuring? There's specific um, things. Yeah, good question. So for me, there is the sense of abandonment that can come into play, right? The the times where I'm able to bring myself to a full body surrendering orgasm where I can like literally meet the universe in mm. all of her glory and and truly experience the full alchemy that an orgasm can bring is when I tap into my deepest vulnerabilities around my abandonment issues, around me not mm. feeling loved, um, around me not feeling enough and not not feeling worthy. Um, and a lot of that is for me to explore my own shadows and to recognize where it is that I'm lacking in my inner relationship and where I can bridge that gap mm-hmm. during my lovemaking session. Because it's, it's making love to myself, mm. but it's still... Uh, it's still an engagement that requires two aspects or two entities. And those entities, both the masculine and the feminine, they both exist within me and Mm. they exist within, uh, you know, external relationships like lovership and friendships as well. Mm. Um, But to focus more on the inner relationship that I have within myself, it's really interesting to play on those shadows and to play on those um those traumas really mm. that that we are exposed to in our early years in our childhood and our early teens mm-hmm. um whether it's through you know our parents or our experiences as children or whatever that might be typically those traumas will play out some way in our sexual relationship with ourselves Mm -hmm. and therefore they play out and project onto the relationships that we have with our sexual partners Mm. before we get into like the inner relationship between masculine and feminine i want to kind of go back to this self like the self-love that to self-pleasure which is a term we prefer to use right a little more than masturbation yeah yeah um it's just got a nice nicer sound to it yeah and so um yeah so so with self-pleasure 
and like what you said about giving like making love to yourself Mm. like that concept of not just getting yourself off yeah not just you know (laughs) releasing some pent-up sexual energy but actually making love to yourself yeah like that whole concept was kind of completely foreign to me even though I've been I've been manifesting partners that make love to me like make beautiful sweet sweet love to me since I was like a teenager Mm. but to myself like making love to myself is actually just not something I even really really started doing I think until quite recently and I think that you know, I think that's quite a, I, I think that's quite a common thing. At least I've heard a lot of women talk about it, about, mm. you know, some women are, have been having sex for years, maybe even decades and never self-pleasured. And I think it comes back to the things you were saying about that, f- like feeling of like worthiness, mm. the, the vulnerability that you can really tap into when you actually show love for yourself because it's not super vulnerable to just like jam out an orgasm real fast. And if you use a vibrator, like I use a vibrator, I can jam out an orgasm like real fast. (laughs) But there's no like, there's no love in that. There's no love, you know. So yeah, like I want to talk a little bit more about that concept. Like why can't we make love to ourselves? (laughs) yeah why is that so hard (laughs) you know (laughs) okay so for me my experience with this right like unfortunately you can't really talk about the act of making love to yourself and self-pleasure without also talking about your inner relationship they kind of come hand in hand yeah um for me with my self-pleasure in the past, um, I have always been really goal orientated, mm. incredibly goal orientated, like real, just, you know, I'm making, like I'm booking at a time yeah. <laughs> to have my come session <laughs> and I have 20 minutes and I better get it done real quick, you yeah. know, um, let's get it over with. Yeah. And what would, re- what would happen, um, during these masturbation sessions, mm-hmm. you know, notice I'm not saying self-love, I'm yeah. not saying love making. I'm saying masturbation because yeah. it's the Cause that's act. What it is. It's jacking off. It's just jacking off. Yeah. It's, it's just the act of doing it. You're doing yeah. the verb. You're not yeah. actually living <laughs> in the presence of it. Right. Um, so you're just jacking off just and doing the deed, just doing the deed, getting it done. And when I live from that place, which even still now I am sometimes guilty of doing, you know, mm. I'm not this like, <laughs> I haven't just had this revelation. And then, um, you know, from <laughs> now on all of my, every time I touch myself, I'm in an orgasmic state of perpetual fucking alignment with no. my masculine and feminine. No, I that jacked off last exist. night. <laughs> yeah. I find myself goal orientated a lot. It still happens. And sometimes Definitely. I'm just like, eh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just going to jack off. Fuck all the tantra shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So it's still a thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you just crack me up so much. <laughs> it's like I have to. I do all this work on self-pleasure and like and like connecting to myself and loving myself and blah blah blah. And then sometimes I just need to rebel against it and just jack off real hard and be like, fuck you, self-pleasure. Oh, that's so funny. Anyway. And yeah, it's it's so true and I totally agree. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> <sighs> All right, where was I? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, you know, my practice of jacking off, of masturbating before um, going on this journey of creating a stronger bond between my inner masculine and my inner feminine mm. was for me to just be in goal orientation. And just be like, okay, my masculine wants to achieve this goal. It's purpose-driven. It wants to feel like it's enough. It wants to get this thing done. And my my wounded feminine, my immature feminine, wants to just receive and feel loved and feel worthy all the time without any sense of um, integration into the world. You know, mm-hmm. she just wants to feel safe and cocooned and just surrender and just be belly up all the time. All right. So I've got two extremities which can be met quite simply 
by the instant gratification of a high intensity vibrator, mm. right? Or the frantic jerking off of my hand, you know, yeah. just really trying to just get it done and get it over yeah. with. And I get this intense release of chemicals all through my body and I feel good and then I feel sleepy Mm -hmm. and then I doze off into this beautiful dreamland and I wake up the next day um, ready to just live my day and then do it all again, Mm -hmm. right? So it just becomes part of my routine Mm -hmm. and I get this instant gratification like one would get by, you know, scrolling on their phone on Facebook for 10 minutes to try to get a release from their newsfeed Mm -hmm. or someone that might quickly go into the cupboard and grab a quick unhealthy snack rather than making themselves a quick salad. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes a, some, some form of addiction where there's a part of you that requires this goal orientation towards a climax to feel any sense of, um, you know, inner connection, mm-hmm. right? So the only way my inner feminine and my inner masculine is bonding is through an orgasm, mm-hmm. right? There's no journey involved. It's like making love to someone or fucking someone before you know their name, which in some cases can feel quite naughty and Mm. feel quite fun. Um, But when that's the only way you're trying to bond with yourself, it it can become quite holy, you know, like quite empty in some areas Mm -hmm. and um, you feel lacking in some areas. So now what I'm working through is finding where I'm lacking in my inner relationship between my masculine and feminine. Can you break that down like more just because some people won't really know what that means. Yeah. And it's still something I'm getting my head around, like okay. around this whole yin and yang <laughs> and like feminine masculine. Yeah. What are those energies? Like yeah. how would you yeah. uh explain them? How would, how would you I explain explain the energies of masculine and feminine within ourselves? Yeah. Okay, so the feminine energy is the the responder, the formless, um, the one who receives and the one who reacts. Mm-hmm. So I like to think of her as an embodiment of feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, the masculine is purpose driven, is is um, goal orientated, is thought, is presence. Mm-hmm. So. In a, in a sense, I like to think of masculine or as knowledge and the feminine as knowing, right? So we've got the thought and we've got intuition mm-hmm. and they're both coexisting within every single one of us mm-hmm. and within the collective as a whole. Um, it exists within nature. It's, it's, it's just kind of the way I see it, a fact of life that mm-hmm. there is just this energy within everything and everyone. Mm. Um, so what I mean by an inner relationship is that these two aspects of us, the receiver and the giver, the, um, the taker and, you know, the allower and mm-hmm. all of these archetypes within us, there's so many of them, we could break them down forever, but every single aspect of the universe exists within us and every single aspect of us is present in our external realities, Mm -hmm. right? So when I'm talking about um, this inner relationship between masculine and feminine, and I liken that to the relationships of, um, you know, our our intimate partners and our friendships, Mm -hmm. there is often a geometry that happens. There's there's often like a, a projection of what's going on in our internal worlds, Mm. and that can often extend out and manifest in physical form um, in our external realities, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So for me, when I talk about going on this journey of strengthening the bond between my feminine and my masculine energies, I am doing this by observing my reality, seeing what I'm projecting onto others, my lovers, my friends, my family, uh, my community, and I am critically evaluating that Mm. and seeing um, all of these projections, not necessarily as meanings of them, but kind of seeing every single person as a mirror and questioning myself and asking myself, okay, what is this revealing about my own inner relationship? So for me, I have always had a sexual affinity. I've always enjoyed being a submissive in bed. I've always enjoyed um, bondage play. I've always enjoyed being a little bit roughhoused. Mm -hmm. Um, And that comes from a sense of my feminine desiring to feel safe, Mm. right? So I like to put myself in consensual spaces where I can feel that thrill 
of of supposedly feeling unsafe and and playing with consent within my boundaries, of course, and that in a way satisfies or feeds the area of my feminine that is wounded but wants to explore and expand further. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of an example of what I'm meaning. So for me with my lovemaking, coming back to self-pleasure, what I'm focusing on at the moment for me, and I suppose this probably will relate to a lot of women um, who listen to this, is that I find it difficult when I'm making love to anyone, ex- even myself, to fully surrender into pleasure. Mm. I live every single day of my life in some form of servitude to another person or to another purpose. Mm. Um, and I find it incredibly difficult to just sit in the flow and ease of receiving. Mm. Um, so, you know, when I'm receiving pleasure, whether it's from someone else or even myself, um, I feel this undermining sense that I don't deserve it, that I'm not worthy, that I haven't actually done anything to earn it. Mm. Um, and that creates this blockage where my feminine is not able to fully open and flourish mm. um, and really allow that spaciousness for my inner masculine to explore and penetrate. Mm. So in my self-pleasure practice, what I would typically do before my journey of creating this, you know, stronger bond within myself is that I would lay on my side and I would get my vibrator or my hand and I would just furiously, you know, get my clit off until I (laughs) came. Right. And that would include me clenching my thighs together as tightly as possible. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of like shallow breath. Yeah. A lot of just like, um, yeah, just contraction, a lot of contraction. Yeah. I'm really trying to bring it, um, in, in like some form of time limit that doesn't exist. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, and that is totally, um, not, good enough for my feminine anymore and it never was good for my feminine Mm -hmm. right so now that I'm listening to my inner feminine and actually starting to understand what it is that she wants which is to be held and to feel safe and to be given the spaciousness to be worshipped to be told that she's beautiful to be told that she's worthy, that she's deserving just as she is. Um, You know, my feminine wants to hear all of those things. Mm. And I know this because I actively try to seek those things from masculine energies in my life, right? So that's how I know I'm lacking in it, right? Because I'm externally trying to find this validation for myself that I haven't otherwise already created as an insecurity validation validation I want to pause on that because I really feel like there's this addiction to validation and particularly (laughs) male validation definitely for me I'm talking for myself but I think that it might be present in many women definitely and that's really yeah that is really on point that so much of what we're projecting outwards onto the man, what if we're seeking, what we're seeking in men, we're, we're unaware that we can give it to ourselves. Absolutely. And we can create that relationship within ourselves. And like I saw this post on Instagram the other day and it was someone who wrote in and was like, please help me. I'm so addicted to male validation. And I really resonate. I get it. You know, like I get it. You know, my dad, my dad abandoned me, you know, for a while and wasn't around. And there's no doubt that that contributes to <clears throat> to me, you know, seeking love and validation from men. I mean, I'm a stripper, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am too. So what I are you saying is, here? <laughs> is there any job where you get more more validation from men than a stripper? I don't know. Yeah. Or sex worker in general. But like yeah, stripper yeah. is like you're on stage with like <laughs> lights on you and smoke and like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're dressed in pedestal shoes yeah. and high you know, it's just yeah. 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 But exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, no, I just agree more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking like uh, there's there's no more intense place we could put ourselves for validation for, for that validation <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah. no that you know that that i i wanted to pause there because i think that that's huge 
I think yeah. if women, if we as women, or if anyone, because we're all seeking validation, right? We're yeah. all needing to build. We all have these energies within us, both of them. Yeah. Um, I can just speak as a woman because that's who I am and I know what that's like and women can probably relate. But, yeah, just wanted to pause on that because I feel like that's such a big one. And, like, <laughs> imagine if we could just realize that there are ways we can give that to ourselves absolutely i mean it's 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 a fucking big deal like it's a big deal it's a big deal it's a big deal people you know like <laughs> we as women i know well i shouldn't really speak for the collective of women that's a big that's a big call but i do me, that all the time i'm sorry by the way <laughs> anyone well for me, for me personally i have faked so many fucking orgasms and i think back and i wonder why Right. And the only thing I can possibly think of is for validation. Right. Because mm. for me, um, the way that I grew up, sexuality has been a part of my identity almost my entire life. Like it's just always been kind of there. You know, mm. I've always been somewhat experimental, always somewhat explorative throughout my entire life. And for me, what I was kind of taught, I suppose, by society is that orgasm is the ultimate goal for men. And if you can bring yourself to an orgasm or you can allow them to bring you to an orgasm easily, then you are fitting into the model right, that society exactly. wants you to fit into. Yep. And it's gotten to the point where I have multiple times broken integrity with myself and faked a fucking orgasm mm. rather than just saying like, look, I'm probably not going to come tonight and that's okay. I love you. And let's just keep going anyway. Cause mm. it's fun mm. <laughs> or ending it because I'm done having mm. sex or right. Let's reorientate around my pleasure for a while and see what happens rather than what I know I've done is just allow them, allow men to enjoy themselves and I'm enjoying it but a lot of it's kind of it's a little bit performative it's it's the even like the pleasure that I'm showing is sometimes more for them mm. than it is for me and I know like really letting go into my own pleasure yeah not thinking about how I look or what position my body's in and what angle it's on or yeah. how this part of my body looks or the facial expression that I'm pulling or the sounds that I'm making like yeah to really let go into just whatever comes out yeah for yourself and not for them not as a performance like yeah. that's fucking vulnerable that is so vulnerable for sure and you know that comes back to the inner relationship within yourself because in order for you to you know, it's one thing to ask for a man to orientate the lovemaking to your pleasure. And it's another thing entirely to open yourself enough to receive it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So for me, there's been so many times where there has been lovemaking completely centered around right. my But affection. you're not open for it. You I can't am the receive it. I am just completely numbed because yes. I'm completely blocked off oh, because yeah. I'm not willing to open up because I yeah. haven't made myself feel safe. Yes. And in reality it's got nothing to do with the man. Yeah. Um it's got everything to do with me, right? Mm. So yeah, it, it really just comes down to self-pleasure. It, it's it's quite profound how your self-pleasure practice can influence your ability to open and receive pleasure during lovemaking mm. and to also voice what you want because there's you know, the, the side effect of a lot of self-pleasure is that you explore what you like a lot more mm. and you learn to voice what you want because you've, tr you've tried and tested it multiple times. Mm. So there's this confidence you have behind it. Mm. But even putting that aside, the energetic relationship that you that you create between the polarities of your inner worlds allows you to allow like, allow safety to mm. just exist within your field so mm. that you don't have to rely or depend on another person to create that space for you yeah if you don't feel safe within yourself it's kind of a quick fix mm. to go to a lover and hope that they create a safe space for you in a sexual environment mm -hmm. because you're just going to get that gratification mm. um you know you will have outsourced it so it's not sustainable yep. and then you're going to leave that environment or that situation and go back 
exactly to how you were beforehand, which is with a poor in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just going to end up continually seeking this again and again and again to feel fulfilled and hence addiction. <laughs> mm, absolutely. Yeah. And outsourcing that's, outsourcing, that's such a thing, outsourcing your pleasure mm-hmm. to someone else. And I wonder if if that's where a lot of when when some people are having a lot of casual sex with many many partners mm. i wonder if that is definitely a, a thing like what they're doing and it is is outsourcing a lot of a lot of their pleasure rather than finding a way to kind of really cultivate it mm. within them and it's just a thought it's not a fact but yeah it's definitely something i've done outsourcing like i still do it right now like i i i'm talking about self-pleasure but i am struggling so much myself to commit to a self-pleasure practice to mm. really make space and self-pleasure doesn't have to be um orgasm it doesn't have to be even touching your genitals it's yeah. literally just creating a kind of container a sacred safe space for yourself to feel pleasure Mm. and it could be in just stroking your (laughs) arm it could be just feeling your body or it could be you know even just moving your body in a way that feels pleasurable in a kind of sensual dance or eating your favorite chocolate while you get your pussy eaten that was probably that was actually the best orgasm i'd ever had was during that experience wow yeah the chocolate was just really decadent yeah like letting go into pleasure into multiple senses yeah every sense is just being stimulated yes yeah which is so like sensory pleasure overload and yeah yeah, full body orgasm bam yeah and so it's just (laughs) yeah it's like actually like deciding deciding that you're worthy Mm -hmm. of pleasure in whichever way feels right for you in that moment and that is something see i do feel worthy of pleasure and i allow a lot of it from a partner Mm. you know and and for me like within sexual relationships with others I have experienced a lot of pleasure and shit ton of orgasms because I've frankly demanded it since I was about since I was about 16 15 I was like no I'm I'm coming (laughs) and we're gonna make this happen but it was in this like (laughs) really like forceful way like Mm. no (laughs) I get to come Mm. and rather than yeah actually kind of just really connecting with myself and uh, like allowing myself to make love to me and make space for pleasure. Yeah. And I still struggle. I still really struggle. Like I said, I like jacked off last night. Mm, yeah (laughs) so (laughs) it's a work in progress people Mm. but I really feel and I have felt for a long time that it's going to be key to my next level in in sex with others and myself but you know I just I just feel it Mm. but sometimes you just need to feel these things for a long time before you really take action you know (laughs) yeah yeah I yeah I totally agree and something that I've been practicing really recently is completely changing up my self pleasure routine Mm, to just completely um, get rid of the habits that I've formed and the routine that I've Mm. formed and to just spice up my self love routine a little bit more. So like I mentioned earlier, my typical routine a while back would have been to just like clench and pull my legs together and to contract and to really just sit with it and just allow the pulsations of my vibrator to just pulverize me. And then I just like (laughs) the response is an orgasm. And then I just fall asleep into a blissful dream state. Um, (laughs) um, And now I am actively trying to do the opposite in every sense. So what I would normally do is I would close my eyes and while I'm clenching, I would be trying to envision or think of things that I might otherwise find interesting in porn or things that I know would make me horny. Um, Maybe I would imagine being tied up or maybe I'd imagine being in a certain sex position or anything that might come to mind to really get me in that state of immediate um, eros, which is immediate gratification Mm -hmm. of sex state. Um, and my vibrator would be on like high alert and I'd just be going, Hundy, and 
some nights I'll be able to make myself come in minutes and then some nights my feminine and my masculine, they have a bit of a battle, right? And that's mm. when I'm kind of at a state where I'm frustrated mm. that I can't bring myself to orgasm, but I can feel that my body is restless and yeah. I just want to come so I can go to sleep. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I have mm. both states and I have everywhere in between. And lately I've been playing with sitting in a completely open position with my legs apart and my chest out and my chin up and I just breathe super, super, super deep. Mm. And every time I feel my legs contracting or clenching in any way, I actively verbally tell myself to relax. Mm. So what happens is I am in this position where I'm fully relaxed and I am looking at my own yoni and I'm stroking my own legs and I'm pleasuring myself with my own hand or my vibrator and I am verbally telling myself, you are beautiful, you deserve pleasure, you deserve love, just relax, Mm. just feel, you deserve Mm. this, you are so gorgeous, I love you. I trust you. You can trust me. Mm. Let me hold you. I say all of these things that my feminine knows will make her feel safe. And because it's my own inner relationship, I'm fully capable of reading both minds and playing both parts simultaneously, Mm. right? So there's this aspect of my healthy masculinity that just wants to both give and take Mm. from this beautiful essence, which is my own femininity, And the femininity in me that just wants to receive and be loved and to be opened and explored Mm. and worshipped in all of Mm. her beauty. So when I'm meeting both of these needs simultaneously by relaxing my body and allowing my yoni and allowing my entire body to just feel into the pleasure that they're receiving with no goal in mind. I'm Mm. not trying to make her come. Mm. I'm not trying to get it over with. I'm just giving her appreciation and complimenting her and exploring every aspect of her depth and asking her to open to me in ways that she might otherwise not have felt safe Mm. had I not established this relationship with her. So every time I make love with myself in my self-pleasure practice, I ask her what she needs from me. I ask her what she needs to feel safe. Um, Sometimes it's as simple as, Um, me cupping my own hand over my yoni and just feeling the warmth of my palm for five minutes Mm. before I even bother trying to stimulate her. Mm. Sometimes it can be as simple as that and my yoni is screaming yes by the end of it, saying Mm. thank you for listening to me, thank you for holding me, I am ready to open to you now. Mm. Um, Sometimes it can be as simple as that, sometimes it can be me singing to her. Maybe she wants to hear a song, maybe she wants to feel eros through dance maybe Mm. she wants me to fuck a pillow and penetrate a pillow Mm. um, and really feel my masculine power my warrior like essence Mm. so that she can really feel ready to be taken um there's all of these energies within us that we can play and the more we play within our inner masculine and feminine and conversate with each other in that way then the healthier and more explorative your self-pleasure practice will be and the more open you feel in your self-pleasure practice and the more self-love you give yourself and the more self-love you can open to receive, Mm. then the better your sex life in general, whether it's with yourself or with others, um, then it'll be better, you know, it'll just be better in every sense. And for me, as well, I notice I'm living in a constant state of eros now mm. because I'm constantly aware of this inner fire and water dance that's yeah. happening between my two essences. And it's quite enlivening and quite mm. enriching. Mm. And it feels like I'm kind of radiant all the time. Mm. And I feel like I'm constantly switched on and constantly turned on. And like I'm constantly capable and ready and wanting to get shit done but also ready to just surrender it's quite an it's quite a paradoxical Mm. state to be in both feminine and masculine at the same time and it's quite beautiful and what's so cool is that you can actively cultivate that yourself you don't have to wait to be horny no you don't absolutely not (laughs) you know like you don't have to wait until you feel desire Mm -hmm. you can just take the time to connect in and yeah, create the space to have um, a beautiful 
practice yeah with yourself and i think what you said about you know the not being goal focused just giving love and giving pleasure and appreciation yeah when we do that right we we can i think it may take some time and practice but when we do that we find lots of different ways to touch ourselves lots of different ways to bring ourselves pleasure and probably some different ways to bring ourselves to orgasm absolutely and so we don't get stuck in this habitual um pattern that we've that we know will make us come because that's the thing right if we know there's one way which you figured out mm-hmm. will make you come yeah. you do it over and over and over and over <laughs> and over and over and over again and you, so your brain has this neural pathway that's just like this is the way this is the way this is the way and so you can't come any other way that's what mm. happens to me. Like having like a vibrator was one of the easiest ways to come. And the more I use it, the more I can only come with a vibrator. And mm. the more disconnected I come, I become from any other way of experiencing a lot of pleasure and potentially orgasm. I want to say something on this because it's really interesting and I resonate with it. Mm. And I'm sure a lot of women resonate with it because there's this vibrator culture going on where Mm. every woman and their dog has a vibrator and Mm -hmm. it's just the big thing now. And I fucking love my vibrator. I don't want to talk down the use of vibrators at all. I'm not ready to throw mine out yet. (laughs) No, neither. Neither. (laughs) No, I, I quite like the relationship that I have with my vibrator. There's probably improvements that could be made, but... It's a pretty nice and maybe resource. a little little codependence <laughs> happening, just a little. <laughs> We're all works in progress, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's a journey. <laughs> um, I personally have experienced this lack of integrity around myself with my use of my vibrator. So mm. when I am using my vibrator, I can feel it happening. I will turn my vibrator on a really low level and I will start to feel it and I'll go through a period of like, oh, that's kind of intense. And then I'll be like, oh, okay. I'll move it around and be like, okay, that feels kind of nice. That feels that feels kind of nice. And then I'll start to feel it deeper and I'm like, ooh, okay, that feels kind of nice. Maybe I'll turn it up just a little bit because I feel mm. that kind of, I feel like that could kind of add to the mix. <laughs> and then I'm kind of turning it up, turning it up, turning it up. And I'm like, <laughs> ooh, this feels really nice. Okay. I think I want to come now. Yeah. I think I want to come now. And then I get the idea of coming, of, of reaching climax immediately in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then bam, the, the goal is in mind. Yeah. Right. So when I first start my self-pleasure, it's not for the purpose of an orgasm. It's like, I want to have some feel good chemicals. I mm-hmm. want to have a good time. I want to self-pleasure because I have a few minutes or half an hour or an hour or whatever it is. And what I find for me is as soon as I notice that I want to reach my orgasm is immediately when I contract. Mm. Okay. So if I asked myself, if I were in a magical world to stop myself there and Mm. check in with myself Mm -hmm. and ask myself, okay, what's going on with my inner relationship right now? I would recognize that my wounded feminine is giving in to just receiving instant gratification because she doesn't feel worthy of receiving the journey of the pleasure, mm. which we all know is much more delicious mm. than, than the peak. You know, we, we can hike 30 fucking hours up a hill and spend 20 minutes looking at the view before wanting to go back down the hill, yeah. right? Like the journey is <laughs> yeah. so much more gratifying than reaching the, the climax or the end. Mm. And it's a, it's a beautiful destination, but it's not everything. Yeah. So there's this aspect of, for me, as a, as a feminine essence, feeling like the rug is being pulled out from under me. Yeah. And I notice this when I'm making love with other men, is that if they ever say, and I know this is going to resonate with other women, as soon as they say, oh, I can't wait for you to come, baby, or come on, baby, come. Mm. And, and you recognize that it's goal-orientated mm. towards your climax – some women dry the fuck up. Some yeah. women are just immediately, they close off. Their yeah. bodies yeah. literally close off. They tighten, yeah. they contract, they go dry, they cringe away. They immediately sometimes want their their partners or their lovers to exit them mm-hmm. because they feel like, whoa, okay, it's goal-orientated. It has nothing to do with my pleasure. Mm-hmm. Do you want the instant gratification of making me come? Like, right. what's Who going on here? For? Who's this for? Who's is it my for orgasm me? really for? Yeah, yeah, so there's this sense of unsafety 
that I'll yeah. f- that our inner feminine can feel immediately, right? So when we use our vibrator, which I would say is quite a masculine tool, you know, <laughs> it's quite a masculine tool, whether it it's a dildo or a vibrator or any kind of sex toy. Sounds in my like opinion, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty. Um, energetically yeah it's energetically penetrative really isn't it so we rely on this as kind of some masculine essence to to, I guess externally find a resource to satisfy us Um, but then we fall into this pattern of allowing our wounded feminine to find some form of justification Mm. as to why she's not worthy and then we allow our wounded masculine or our immature masculine which wants to be like the hero all the time and wants to just immediately always feel like he's the big the big dude in the room to say oh I made her come Mm -hmm. I made her come she came straight away look that I made this one come in 20 minutes I made this one come in five minutes my Mm. dick's bigger than your dick Mm -hmm. um that entire battle goes on within us right Mm -hmm. even as women as me as a woman it goes on within me for sure so when I'm battling with oh I've got five minutes I'm gonna make myself come it's two wounded essences. It's my, mm. my wounded feminine being like, oh, I just want to receive and I just want to receive love and I just want to be held, but I'll just receive the instant gratification of a climax because that's clearly all I'm worthy of. Oh, and God. then there's the hero, <laughs> yeah. the, the wounded immature masculine that's like, oh, I get to make him a girl come in five minutes. I'm the man. I'm the man. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's quite a battle. Because it feels good at the time. Mm. It feels good at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you release these these somatic chemicals in our bodies. It feels nice to orgasm. Yeah. It feels nice to have that serotonin and the oxytocin moving through our bodies and to have that contraction, that contraction before a big release. Mm. And that feels fucking good. But in the long run, it's not sustainable for, for our inner yeah. relating. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying in a relationship a lot. I don't yeah. know how else to verbalize it other yeah. than yeah. in a relationship. So. Yeah, <laughs> I think as well, like one thing that I think is beautiful about orgasm and that I do wonder that we're all like looking forward to is those blissful moments of pure presence. Mm. You know, when you come – even if it's just a few seconds or if it's, you know, 10 seconds or 15 seconds of presence mm-hmm. because you've, you, you know, to, to have an orgasm, you need to have uh, let go of control to an extent to at least have the orgasm part happen. Absolutely. There's a moment of letting go. Yeah. And like the cool thing is, is that when you let go of the goal of orgasm, you can bring that presence into the entire lovemaking journey, whether it yeah. be to yourself or with someone else. Yeah. And then you can f- feel into like an orgasmic state Yeah, throughout. Absolutely. That's fucking cool. Well, what our, what our <laughs> divine feminine wants is to fully surrender yeah. into love. Yeah. And what divine masculine wants is for his love to be received mm. and it's mm. and it's divine glory mm. right so mm. when you release the goal of climax or of orgasm then you're effectively saying like i am surrendering into the receiving of the love with no expectations mm. so this is love without limit yeah. right mm. and so this is unconditional love of self mm. and it's a pretty fucking big deal you know <laughs> yeah it is it's, it's it's a pretty big deal yeah when you've been raised in a sex negative culture that shames us from children for touching ourselves for having any kind of sexuality like you said it feels like growing up your sexuality needs to be hidden yeah particularly like your family it's almost like your family can't even know in a in a healthy way that you are a sexual being, even though you are from a child, like yeah. from a tiny being, you are always a sexual being. It's always there within you. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you know, when we grow up and we're shamed constantly for it, like no wonder it's such a journey for us to get back to a basic like self-love yeah. practice, which then allows us to receive that love with a partner. For sure. And um, I want to go back to um, what you said earlier about this being present as well with lovemaking. Mm. Um, what I find is that there's peaks and then there's valleys. Mm. And to be present during both 
is to fully satisfy both essences, mm. right? There's this there's this primal part of our being that really wants to take and to be taken, mm-hmm. right? So there's this intensity, this fire that can exist within our sexual energy. It doesn't always have to be all soft and um, mm. And gentle, gentle and, and slow. Yeah, slow and yeah. sensual. It can be fiery and it can Hot. be somewhat rough and it can yeah. be intense. Wild. And it can lean on the end on the edges yeah. of um of what you would normally do, right? Mm-hmm. It can feel edgy. Um and sometimes it can feel dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. And that can be fun too. And so to explore all of those areas within you is healthy. And for me with these peaks and these valleys that I experience is on these peaks, I just go with my primal. I just mm. go with what my energy really wants, what my my deepest, most intrinsic part of my being desires. Mm. And sometimes that requires me integrating some of my wounds and integrating some of my traumas. Um, parts of me that might feel like they just want to be hugged or maybe they want to um, – feel like they're a good little girl or maybe they want to be told that they're safe and that they're held, right? Mm. All of these aspects of me, there's space for that. I'm Mm. allowed to feel all of that. That's part of healthy integration and authentic living Mm. because it's part of you. Mm -hmm. We all have traumas. We all have, Mm -hmm. you know, quote unquote issues. (laughs) We all got them issues. We all got them issues, right? (laughs) Um, And those are an authentic part of our being. And they're not to be shamed or right. guilted make, make out space of us. Them. Yet we have to make space for them. Mm. Um, otherwise, they come out as shadows. And they're dangerous. And they're dangerous because they come out in ways that you're not necessarily aware yep. or not conscious of. Yep. And that's when they can cause harm yep. um, to ourselves, maybe or to others. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Um, <laughs> so it's really good to play on the edges of integrating your shadows and allowing them a safe space to explore. Um, and I like to do that with my peaks Mm. and then in my valleys, I like to step into my masculine, um, and really just hold presence, Mm. as you say, around what I'm observing, how I might be feeling, Mm. um, and to help curate a a circle of containment really so Mm. that it's like, I still love me. Mm. I still love me. I'm here for me. I am experiencing me. I am seeing me. I'm hearing and feeling me. What do I have to say right now? I'm listening to me. Um, And when I'm in my valleys, I like to also call in a lot of manifestation. And that's when I start to do my rituals and my intention setting too. Um, And that all comes into expanding and being more vulnerable around my feminine, which is the inner creator, Mm -hmm. the creatrix within us. When she feels vulnerable and open, she's much more of a channel for creation and manifestation, mm. um, but that's getting it's getting more pretty onto the woo woo stuff, there, right? Pretty so, woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to draw the line on the woo woo shit anymore. Neither, honestly, neither. I yeah, my my entire level of reality of yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah. surfing our reality, reality on a different our reality frequency. is shifting. It's, it's shifting. shifting a lot. <laughs> the more witchy we get. The more woo woo. I don't know at what point people call me crazy. That's yeah. the that's the issue. <laughs> I think already, probably. That's probably fine. I'm already that's crazy. Fine. Um so yeah, I'm conscious of time. I can see I kinda of wanna wrap up soon. But what I would love is for what do you think so a lot of the concepts we've talked about like are sounding quite woo woo and out there. And for some people listening, they might just be like, Huh? Like, where do I even start? Like they might feel and be like, Okay, this Sounds like a journey I might want to go on. But like, where yeah. can they start? Where would you even start if you're in this pattern of either not self-pleasuring at all or only self-pleasuring to get yourself off and you're outsourcing your pleasure or you're simply just not allowing yourself any pleasure, whether it be by yourself or with a partner and you're all in performative mode, you're faking orgasms, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're neglecting that part of yourself. Where can a person start to connect in yeah that's a good question so what kind of pops to mind for me is to take yourself on a date um when i think Mm. of a new relationship and someone getting to know someone else i think of yeah courting and getting to know each other and and when it comes to a self-date what that might look like for me is to 
book myself a time during the week where I know I'm going to be alone and have a few hours to myself. I would have a shower. I would put on my favorite lingerie. I would do my hair. I'd get myself feeling really sexy. I would light candles and incense and give myself a nice bath, um, give myself some self-love, whether that's um, booking in a massage or simply putting cucumbers on my eyeballs and doing a face mask. Like, Yeah, whatever feels um, most in alignment for you and what your feminine would most appreciate. Um, For some people, it's as simple as just going out and not cooking dinner for themselves, Mm. right? Just going to a restaurant. And, um, you know, for me – going out on a date with myself to a restaurant and only sitting at a table of one Mm. and just being alone and eating my own meal on my own Mm. um, is incredibly empowering. Without scrolling on your phone. Yeah, to just really sit in presence. actually be with yourself like you're on a date. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to really explore, to (laughs) like observe how you eat your food. Mm. Observe all of the little quirks and actions and notions that you might otherwise notice in a potential lover. Exactly. Um, Be really observant of yourself. And when it comes to your self-pleasure later, you know, you might take yourself home. You might undress into your sexy lingerie. And at this point, for sure, a mirror would be my best friend. I would put a mirror down on the floor. I would sit in front of that mirror and I would watch myself in the reflection as I touched myself gently, sensually. Maybe I'd play with my own hair and just watch myself Mm. and tell myself how beautiful I am. Mm. So it's really the act of playing both parts. Masculine, feminine, they're both being played by you. Be your own lover. Be your own lover. Make love to yourself exactly as you've always dreamed someone would make love to you (laughs) exactly and so I think the crux for me with coming to this first experience of really engaging in self-pleasure and really coming face to face with your feminine essence as a masculine essence of giving the self-pleasure to yourself because like you as an essence are being masculine your pleasure center she is in her feminine, mm. right? So you are being the giver and your yoni or your pleasure center is being the receiver. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is I would take off my panties and I would spread my legs and I would bring myself to gaze into my own yoni. Mm. And I would spend some time just watching her and mm. just looking at her and appreciating how the light might reflect on her folds and the color of your skin and the hair or lack of hair. And if I'm feeling ready and capable and willing, you know, if I'm really feeling called to, maybe I'll start gently touching the outer areas of her folds and really starting to explore caressing her rather than going straight in for the clitoral stimulation, which is entirely goal orientated because this entire area between our legs is packed full of nerves. (laughs) It's packed full of nerves, right? Everywhere you touch, if you feel into it enough and observe um, the receptivity of yourself Mm -hmm. and try to open that more, you'll be surprised how much you can feel Mm. and how good that can feel. You know, there's some sisters out there that orgasm just from having their toes sucked. Right. So surely if you can just be present Mm. and and observe the embodiment of your feminine essence, which is this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful manifestation of delicious pleasure centered goodness that exists between (laughs) our legs. It is phenomenal. Let me tell you. Yeah, I know you know. I know yeah. our sisters know. I'm getting horny right now. <laughs> yeah, like when I'm you, inspired. Oh, when you just love her and yeah. appreciate her, you know, so many of us, we have never done this. Mm. We've never sat mm. on the floor with our legs spread, put a mirror there and said, hi, gorgeous. Mm. How are you doing today? Mm. You look fucking delicious. I cannot wait to connect with you. Mm. You know, like, what if we did that to ourselves every day? What if we just sat down and just, like, opened our, opened our legs to the sun, gave it a bit of sun in the morning, and then just said, good morning, mm. beautiful. Are you ready for a fucking phenomenal day? Mm. Because you and I, we're going to take on the world, and I fucking love you. Mm. And then you gave yourself 
all of the strokes, all of the loving. Maybe you danced around naked around the house for a little bit and then gave yourself 20 minutes of pleasure or five minutes of pleasure. And you did that every day just because you loved doing it. Mm -hmm. Not for the sake Mm -hmm. of getting off before you run to work slightly late every morning. Mm -hmm. It's part of your routine. But because you genuinely used it to fill your cup. You used you used self-love as a resource to bring yourself to a state of constant eros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds fucking fabulous. <laughs> 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 and it like, some of it sounds, it does sound super woo-woo, right? But from my, what my understanding is, is that when you bring awareness, because a lot of what you're saying is bringing awareness to this part of your body. Yeah. Because a lot of the time we're... In our minds. We're just all in our (laughs) head and we're allowing things to be done to that part of our body. We are feeling things happening in that part of our body. But are we bringing like loving presence and awareness to that part of our body? Because then things change. Yeah. And, you know, where focus goes, energy flows, as Mm -hmm. Tony Robbins always says. I think this is the second time I've quoted that. And, you know, it's just such a good quote. It's a great (laughs) quote. It's true. (laughs) It just is. And it's like it sounds you know, for some people, I'm sure the concept of like talking to their vulva, vagina, yoni <clears throat> might be a little crazy. And I guess it does sound pretty to some crazy. People, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's uh. like <clears throat> it makes sense because yeah, every, it does. like everything that you do within your body, you're always forging new neural pathways or you're Absolutely. using old ones, right? So when you start to forge new pathways to that part of your body new connections new feelings will happen you know yeah like so like i'm not a fucking neuroscientist but if anyone out there is <laughs> please get in touch and yeah. confirm what we're saying get in touch and support me right now because i'm quite sure i'm right but uh, <laughs> i actually have a friend who's a neuroscientist i'm gonna contact him uh yeah but no i love i love everything you just said and i think that you know for some people if that's too much, you know, you can take it right back to the basics, just looking at your yoni, your vulva, and just being there. And just being with what feelings come up, right? Because for some people, actually loving what they see in the mirror could might be a step too far because we've been taught so much shame and so much, you know? Okay, I know that you said that we're running out of time, but I just want to say this one piece (laughs) on this because you're right. It can be incredibly confrontational to look at your pussy in the mirror. It can be really confrontational. So with that, what I would recommend if you're one of those people that is not, you know, you you think about that and you're like, fuck no, like I could not bring myself to do that. That's totally fine. Um, What I would recommend is just spending a few days going commando. And just Mm, really sitting in presence Mm. and almost, you know, there's a naughtiness that us women can feel around our yonis. And, you know, there's this, there's a sense of this naughty, naughty playfulness that can exist when we're turned on Mm. and you can tap into that whenever you like. So for me, when I go commando and I feel a breeze roll up through my dress or my skirt, there's this, there's this essence of, of, um, just yeah, plain naughtiness and like this mm. little um, liberation, little, yeah, like, a, little, a little bit yeah, liberating, like, a little bit of a reclamation mm, that's going on where yeah. I'm like, I refuse to keep my legs together. I refuse to wear Cover undies. Everything. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. I'm just going to liberate my pussy. You know, <laughs> yeah. if I get wet, I'm just going to let it drip onto the ground. You know, <laughs> like there's this no fucks given kind of attitude that you have going on. Yeah. Um, and when I first started doing that, I was consciously aware of that. I was like, yeah. oh, am I wet? Like, I hope I don't get wetness on my legs or on the ground or anything like that. And every time I'd sit down, I'd be like conscious mm. that I'm not wearing undies. And after a while, I started to recognize that that's exactly why I enjoyed mm. not wearing undies mm-hmm. because there's this sense of naughty, um, yeah, reclamation and liberation that mm-hmm. comes from 
just allowing my pussy to breathe yeah. and not confining her and not yeah. caging her, not yeah. putting a literal mask over her yeah. and preventing her from seeing the world yeah. and receiving, um, yeah. yeah, receiving space and receiving, yeah. you know, space in my life, mm. you know, to put mm. undies on when I don't feel like wearing undies feels like I'm literally caging her alive. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, and so it even something wrong. as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really difficult to wear undies. I think it was like, many many years ago now when i went hardcore feminist for a while and like grew all my body hair and refused to wear underwear i don't know why that's relevant but it's <laughs> just something i did <laughs> and it was great you know yeah. yeah and now wearing underwear is something i do with only very specific outfits and otherwise she's free as a bird yeah yeah same <laughs> i'm pretty much completely yeah. commando all the time yeah. um yeah it's it's a phenomenal way to live and it it constantly brings the sense of presence. Because you, yeah, it feels like when you wear undies, it kind of, like you say, it confines her and it almost numbs, it yeah. almost like numbs the connection. It shuts to, her off to, to the world. Pussy. Because when you're not wearing underwear, you feel everything more. You feel, like you say, you feel the breeze, you feel your wetness. Yeah. You don't actually feel when you're wet as much when you're wearing underwear because it all um, catches in there and the underwear soaks it up. Yeah. But when you're wet, and you're not wearing underwear, you feel it immediately yeah. on your inner thighs. So yeah. like you say, like, yes, yeah, simply just not wearing underwear, just you're going to feel a lot more sensation. You're going to just notice your vulva and your yoni and your vagina and everything that's happening down there just more easily. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's such a great recommendation. Yeah. I mean, you're I, awesome. I feel the same about bras. I don't wear bras oh, either. Bras. You know? Fuck that shit. Anyone who says fuck bras should also be saying fuck undies. Yeah. That's my, yeah. <laughs> that's my outing comment. That's the next thing. <laughs> I'm outies. Burn Mic those, drop. Burn those undies. Let's burn our undies next. So we've, burn the we've, undies. we've done the bra burning, but you know, it didn't catch on enough. Still too many bras I'm seeing. Too many undies. <laughs> too many bras. Too many, too many clothes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Burn it all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, this was so much fun. Yeah. It was yeah. really fun. Yeah. Thank I, you so much. Oh, thank you for having me on. Yeah. It's been absolutely epic and really yeah. fun. Yeah. And I love talking about this stuff. I could talk about it for hours. Yeah. So same. yeah, I really appreciate you making space for me on your podcast yeah. to rant anytime, about all any of this goodness. Time. Yeah. And isn't <sighs> it like, it's quite cool that like we've up, we've up leveled, right? So the first podcast episode <laughs> we ever did together was in your car. <laughs> We were looking at the sky tower. It was kind of romantic. Yeah, it was romantic, but it was recorded into a phone. It was. Uh, with I didn't – did I even have a mic? No, I had a mic set up. I just hadn't used it yet. And it was in a car into the phone. And now we're sitting in my lush as bedroom, Be- by the slash way. Office. My bedroom slut- slash office. Bedroom slash office. Slash studio. My slut office. <laughs> slut office. There's erotic art on the walls and it's a nice lush big bathroom with an ensuite and we're drinking wine with a like full little studio set up happening on my podcast. It's quite yeah. fancy. <laughs> I'm quite impressed. Yeah. It feels lush. I'm quite chuffed. Yeah, it feels great. Yeah, it's great. It really All right. Is. Shall we say goodbye to everyone? Thank you for listening. Is there anything that you want to – anything more you want to say before we go? Oh, I want – um, people to know where they can find your awesomeness because oh. right now, you know, like share with us how people can find you. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram, which is my name, Kauri Sage, K-A-U-R-I-S-A-G-E. Um, you can also find my podcast, which is called the Sacred Sage Podcast, where you will find pretty much more of my Sacred spirituality and conscious relating rants. Mm, more of this uh, good shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are pretty much the two places where I exist. Nice. So you can find me there at yeah. those places. Yeah. Go and follow Cody Sage. She's legit. Oh, thank you. You're legit. You're <laughs> yeah. awesome. You're my favorite person. Yeah, you I love you. I love you. Oh, I love you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> This was Nude with Mercy J. If you'd like to support me in bringing you more delicious content, then please do click the link in my bio or go to redcircle.com slash nude slash donations. 
If you have any questions, suggestions, or feedback about this episode, then please do contact me at nudepodcastnz at gmail.com. 